Thank you for listening to One Blood Woman. I'm Wanda Means. I have a special guest today. Hi, Kevin. Hey, I'm not your special guest. <laughs> I'm always here. I'm always paying homage to you. Oh, well, Kim, thank you. Kim Gatlin is my guest today. Hi, Kim. Hi, Wanda. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It's Halloween. It's 10-31-69. Oh, wait. That's my birthday. It's 10-31-18. <laughs> I'm so used to saying 10-31-69. And your 40s are almost over. Thank fucking God. What did you say this morning that just laid me out I mean, completely? Uh, my new book really is going to be, It's. I need to get the fuck out of my 40s. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and my blog, Jesus Divorce and Almost 50. Oh, wait, that's not my blog. <laughs> Jesus Divorce and Over 40. I started it so long ago. I'm almost 50. I have one year left of this hellacious decade. Thank fucking God. I can't deal with my 40s any longer. We're almost over. I've decided I'm crazy. And see, I find that you are so much at peace because you have passed this <laughs> hellacious decade. I loved my 40s. My 50s have been the one that sucked. <laughs> well, my 40s have been crazy, you know, but, you know, they've. I, You've managed and I've thrived. Managed. I'm still alive. Of. I'm still alive. You know, I got through my book, I got through hell. And my sweet son sends me a card today. I, I have this rule with my kids, an unwritten rule. Don't ever buy me a card because the Hallmark, Hallmark ones are so cheesy. You have to give me a handwritten note. I don't care. So what he does, he writes the handwritten note and then he texts it to me, you know, because he's in school. And he says, happy fucking birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. (laughs) And then he starts throwing it off with Jesus. You're so old. And I'm like, did you have to start it with Jesus? Of course he did. And he goes, mom, I am who I am because of you. Thank God. I know I got my looks from you. Thank God for you because I'm so good looking or something. He's so funny. I, I, I love, love my it. kids. That's hilarious. So today we are going to be talking about all kinds of things since it's Halloween. I thought we could go into um, p- politically correct costumes. Love and it. I um, what's going on with this whole blacky face thing mm-hmm. and um, the costumes? Uh, ben Stiller's in trouble for. I, I'm not getting. Why are we such a politically correct place? It's ridiculous. I'm, every comedian in the world lately has said I could never make it in this climate as a comedian because I could have never used half the material I used that got me, you know, well-known and famous. Well, and you're offending someone at all always, times. Always, I mean, I saw, I mean, I see Instagram posts that say, you know, if you're, for Halloween this year, don't be anything that defends, you know, Native Americans, black people, uh, gays, trans, whatever. Don't, like, what's left? Nothing. Nothing. You just might as well not dress up. It's ridiculous. If you're a heterosexual white male, we're the only ones no one worries about offending. No, nobody wants to be. <laughs> so they offend you completely. So so yesterday I had the day from hell. Mm-hmm. I uh, had to renew my driver's license because it expired today. And they said, well, you can't do it online. You, you know, I've done it online for so many years. I didn't have a problem. They said, you have to come in. So I went in and my social security card says Labounty, which is my maiden name. And Sure enough, it uh, doesn't match with my means. You know, I've been Wanda Means. I've only ever known you as Wanda Means. Right. So, according, I never legally changed my name. So, she goes, sorry, you can't renew your license. You have to go to the Social Security office. So, what do I do? Drive my ass on over to the Social Security office. And uh, the woman says, oh, uh, we need your proof of change of ID. Because uh, you changed your name. So, you, 
if you change your name, you have to go before a court to change your name legally. I didn't know this. Or, you know, show your marriage license. I'm like, well, I got married 21 years ago and I've been divorced six years, you know. Well, if you want means, then you got to go prove that you're means. So I drove to Richard's house, got my marriage license, went to another Social Security office, and she goes, okay, here you go. And so I'm now finally, after 21 years, legally, <laughs> Wanda Means. I totally figured all of this shit could be done electronically these days. Though. I mean, that's, uh, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, I mean, apparently so. So when I'm at the Social Security office, uh, they're trying to expedite people, which is good because there's a lot of people in there. and not like all you're on them. Ellis Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Godfather too. Like, what the hell? So they line us up, and I'm like, they're trying to expedite all these people, and half of them don't even speak English. And I thought it would be a good story to tell one day if I ever got arrested. Oh, let me tell you right now, I never ever want to be a product of the government. You don't want to be in that system. No. I do not want to it's be in that system even for a day. So we line up because he's trying to expedite us. You go to this room, you go to that room, you know, to get your paperwork done. And so I'm lined up next to this black guy, and he's my height, he sh- and I'm wearing heels, so he's a few inches taller. So I look at him, and I go, I feel like I'm in a lineup. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, yeah, but you and I would not be called the same. <laughs> Y'all would never be in the same lineup. And it's funny And that's because, a funny joke. And it's funny, but it wasn't racially charged in no. any way. It was, you know, it's awkward standing in front of all those people and everyone staring at you, you know. But, but it could have gone the other way. You got to be careful these days. He could have said, gone oh, the you're other saying way. I'm black, I should be in a lineup. You know, I mean, people oh. always take anything to be uh, offensive. God, can you imagine? You're so right. Because I said, I feel like I'm in a lineup, you know. Oh, I said we. And he made, he made a joke about it. Because obviously he still has a sense of humor yes. unlike so many yes. others these days exactly and it's not racially charged it's just clearly pointing out that we obviously look different you're a man and I'm a woman let's yeah, start there I know <laughs> I mean my tits are bigger you know that's not saying oh, oh look you found one, one. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wanda we went to lay out in the sun last Sunday and all her stuff was at the lake so she had to borrow a bathing suit and Kim's tits are <laughs> Slightly bigger. <laughs> you should have seen the production she made of it. I, I feel like, bad you said that. My eyes immediately go. Like, oh, that's so inappropriate. Yeah. No, Kevin. You could be very scared. My drink. That. <laughs> so I put on Gim's swimsuit, and I was like, "It fit you very a little well." Little extra room. Good to know the ass fit, but the tits were. I, I just kind of like shoved them in there. I was like, "Well, it kind of works." You looked amazing in it. It's all good, <laughs> right? I know we're laying out in October. When the week prior was 30 effing degrees. So I was, um, so last week we had, um, oh, before I get into that, I'm not going to go to that first. Um, but later on, I am going to talk about the pedosexual in the next segment that we had on last time. And uh, I was told by one of my listeners, Wanda, don't make it so depressing next time. So we're not going to make it depressing, but I'm just going to acknowledge the fact that we did have that conversation. I don't know that it was depressing, but it was a little heavy. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. the subject matter, but, um, you know. So should we get into my weekly? We should get pedo- a little bit light. Oh yeah, because that's lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin does not like my weekly pedophile report, but we're going to have my weekly pedophile report because I think yeah, it's important yeah, yeah. to talk about this. I got a phone call from a woman who is late thirties, and she says, "Wanda, I need your help. I was referred to you by some people that we know in common, and she says I was drugged and raped when I was fourteen, and the guy was put away, and uh, not for me." For other people, for the videos, because he made videos. Oh my word. He drugged her, raped her, videoed it, and then distributed it. I'm gonna tell you that's illegal. Yeah. So um she was drugged, so she didn't remember it. 
And so years later, she saw this story of this guy, you know, was arrested, put away, and then he got out. And so all of a sudden, your subconscious comes back and she realized, oh my God. Wow. I was raped and videoed. So she asked me who I knew, how I could help her. And I made a phone call to a judge I know. And then uh, she sends me a story of when the guy got put out. So the prosecutor put him out is a mom that I coach my kids in soccer with. Oh, no. And I called her. And she goes, oh, my God, Wanda, of course I remember the case. You know, called this guy. So she ended up going to the police department. And this is from 20 years ago. These videos were made because she's uh, mid-30s. And sure enough, they still have those tapes. Wow. So the guy's out, and she's hoping that they can find her in the tape because he they weren't he wasn't implicated for her because right. she didn't remember any of it. She goes, "But Wanda, I remember the tattoo on him. I remember the shit, the back house that I was in, like all these. I don't know if they're repressed memories, but they were somewhere deeper in her subconscious, and um, it all came out." So can they prosecute him on this new information? Again? So if they find if they find her in the video, fuck yes they Man, can. Man, I feel I bad for the investigators it. having just to go through that shit. Can, uh, can you imagine, I mean, can you imagine having to watch those videos? That's what I'm saying. That's no. horrible. So, but they still have them because my friend who's the judge because he even hooked me up with the Texas Ranger to help me, which was wow. so nice. Wow. And uh, this judge, it's so funny because I knew him when I was like 10. You know, we were kids. And now I'm like, do I have to call you judge? Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> your honor. <laughs> your honor. And he just do we have to speak in your chambers? <laughs> yeah. And he just laughs. He goes, well, I'll do anything to help you. And That's he hooked so me up with the sweet. Texas Ranger. And you know, the only ones that they only answer to the governor, the Texas Rangers. Right. Well, and they only deal mainly with murders. Mm-hmm. So, but he was willing to help me and hook me up with um, uh, rangers in other states where this guy's now living. And she thinks that, you know, he's just he's just doomed to repeat because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an uplifting weekly pedophile report, Kevin. Is it? <laughs> I don't think it was particularly light. <laughs> well, maybe with an outcome that we're hoping for, it'll be uplifting. Yeah. I know. The motherfucker's going back to prison. Yes. That's a good thing. That is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to more lighthearted subjects. Like, we were talking about Halloween costumes. Like your birthday. Oh, Oh, like my birthday. (laughs) That's a good one. Do you know how many Halloween cards I've gotten that says, I wanda wish you a happy birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Did your kids make any of those? (laughs) (laughs) This is why I tell my kids, don't ever buy me a fucking card. (laughs) That's hilarious. I do not want some stupid contrite card that says something. It's just not funny. I mean, I've only had it, you know, so many times. And my friends listening are probably like, "One, I got you one of those cards once. <laughs> <That's so rude. laughs> Fuck you. I had to dig deep through 50 cards. You ever go to the card section and you're looking for the right card mm-hmm. and then you're like, these all suck. I, th- I, I guess about- I'm going to leave the card I got you in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about starting a greeting card company a million times. <laughs> I I, well, remember we were going to start our obituary oh, business? Yeah. I've still got the, the <laughs> domain name. <laughs> yeah, but seriously. We're spelling it O-B-I-T-C-H. Oh, obituary. So you can like give That's an accurate cool. account of that yeah. person's life. You know? Tell people I, he was an asshole or exactly. she or whoever. <laughs> I rewrote my stepfather's obituary since he was a loving husband. <laughs> mm. You're like, uh-uh. uh, he was a fucking pedophile. So, yeah. <laughs> Of course, nobody wants to say that. So um, I'm sitting with Lizzie, uh, my junior, and she's reading the book Columbine. Mm-hmm. And have you, uh, obviously, you know about Columbine. Yeah. So Emma, my sophomore, so I have a sophomore and junior daughters, and Lizzie's a junior, and Emma's a sophomore. So Emma has anxieties, and one of her anxieties is that the school's going to get blown up. And oh, no. I, 
Bless her heart. I don't even know what to say to that. Right. As much as I want to help the kid, I'm like, Emma, it's not going to happen. It's kind of hard to respond to. So, but, and here, yeah, Lizzie. Like, it's not going to happen, but be prepared. And just in case. You never know. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Oh, and Lizzie's in AP English, so they give her that book, you know, three inches thick called Columbine, and I'll sit down and, and I'll read it with her. A fascinating book. And they had Dave talked Cullen. about. What? I think it was the author. Dave Cullen? Dave Cullen's the author of Columbine. And what a book to give high school kids. And I mean, they go into detail of every kid that died and what had the backstory behind everything. And one of the chapters we were reading the other night, the daughter, uh, she was suicidal and had told her parents, I'm suicidal, I don't feel right. And she'd written all these things in her journal. And then she was friends with the Dylan kid, you know, mm. the mastermind behind all that. And... And he would send her notes to write in her journal, you should kill your parents, you know, all kinds of crap like that. So a year prior to that happening in Columbine, the parents had reached out to the police, filed a report. That report never surfaced. And um, and so they denied that they ever wrote it. And it took them five years to come out and say, okay, yeah, she did file a report. It was there. Really? You should I've read this book. That. It's fascinating. Because each chapter is like a different kid and um, and their story. And you like this, Kim, because, you know, she went dark, she went goth or whatever mm-hmm. before she died, had all these issues, and then all of a sudden, she went to some church retreat and found God. And then, sh- sure enough... Turned her life around. Turned her life around and was killed in Columbine. So, and it's one of those stories, those religious stories that, you know, she found God and that, and then just in time to save her, you know, which I can see where that's kind of a necessary read though for high school kids. I mean, you can learn a lot from that. No, absolutely. I'm learning Even if it is extremely I mean, Hyde Park doesn't have any metal detectors and every, there's 2000 kids in that school. Yeah. There's kids who are depressed. Sure there are. I mean, I was reading a report today where Kevin Love, he's a All-American uh, or All-Star for the Cleveland Cavaliers NBA basketball mm-hmm. team, and he claims that 40% of all NBA players have mental health issues. 40%? That's what he says. What I read yeah, in the article today. Yeah, astounding number. It really is. So, Kevin and I were talking about this earlier about mental health, and we all, you know, I have mental health issues. Me too. I, Me too. I go back and forth with depression and and thoughts of suicide and not th- I would never do it I've got my kids but you get dark moments and even with all the work that I'm doing with my neurotherapy there's still dark moments yeah well and the problem is so many people get caught up in in that dark moment and take their own life you know? right Whereas- you know I always say it's your amygdala you know you're stuck in your limbic system and even though I've improved dramatically you have it's still I've seen a big change in you since you started that therapy it, it's still you know you still have your dark moments where you're alone. So I've learned that I'm high beta. My mind works best when it's constantly working. And the second I stop working, then... It's, it's still sh- working, just not in the right way. It's still working, <laughs> but not in the right way. Right. So I want to talk about this, but Kevin just gave me the pinky penis. Although you changed your pinky penis. Yeah, I, know, I, I realized just, it. I, I did yeah, a break instead of a pinky. You did a break pinky. instead of the pinky penis. Yeah. For those of you who've been listening today, since day one, I made Kevin does not... For the record, have a pinky penis. <laughs> <laughs> for the re- just to let people know, you hold one finger up as one minute, and then you curl your finger in half for 30 seconds. And that's where the whole pinky penis thing comes from. Well, no, it came from the guy in the convertible Corvette oh, that right, I drove. Right, right. That... It came from the guy who's had too much to drink. <laughs> okay, so we're. <laughs> I'm going to go back in a second, but we do have a lot more to talk about. Thank you for listening. I'm one blunt woman. Right 
Listening to One Blunt Woman, a mouth that matters. Birthday present. Happy birthday. <laughs> no, I have a card for you. <laughs> you have a card for me that you bought at Hallmark. <laughs> bought the car wash. <laughs> the car wash. I'm okay with the, the birthday card ones. from the car wash. <laughs> you see all the pictures from the 50s and the 60s. I love that. Those are my favorites. They're hilarious. There's a Wanda one too. I love it. It's this big fat Polish black or white woman. Like, I'm like, that's me. My grandmother was Wanda and she was a very large, very large breasted woman. And I'm like, can I have gotten a tenth of those? Are breasts inherited? Because my daughters were gifted. I'm like, where do you come from? One's got legs and the other's got boobs. I'm like, well, what am I in all this? <laughs> like, where just was I? Just the vessel, ma'am. <laughs> just the vessel. I mean, what the hell? Where'd y'all come from? One of, uh, after homecoming, one of Richard's friends texts both of us and says, you're fucked. I go, oh my God, did she do something? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, her legs. Yeah, I was it's like, like, get a gun. Oh. Get a gun and keep it. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't have a gun, thank God, because you know. You're gonna need to sit on the porch with one across your lap. You don't have a gun? (laughs) No. Well, we had hunting guns, but I gave them all to Richard. I don't wanna I if I had a gun, I'd probably shoot myself, and I don't need to do that. (laughs) I know I joke about it, but you know, mental illness, it's it's a big problem. It's no it's no joke. And I do have for the most part, I'm happy go lucky, but Mm. some parts when I get stuck home alone and I'm because I'm used to always going. Some days just aren't good. Yeah, that's no, probably not a good idea for you to have one in the house. So we were just looking at this video uh, of that woman in, um, I, I guess, North Carolina or wherever. I'm hot. I'm white and I'm hot. Hot mess. <laughs> hot mess. Randy goes, well, she's half right. He was right. She's white. I said she's delusional. <laughs> and she's so drunk. She, I think she's on something besides alcohol. And she's, this, uh, this video went viral and she's, these two black women are just sitting there because- Mine Minding their own business. Minding their own fucking business. The car broke down. They live, one of them in the apartment complex. She's, they're just sitting there waiting for the AAA. Waiting she comes for, over yeah. to them. Yep. And she starts, why are you here? What are you doing here? I make $125,000 a year. Like, And you live what? in an apartment. You obviously manage your money very well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you're what very the frugal. fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> so, and she's like, what are you here waiting for your baby daddy? I mean, she went it's off she on went hitting every single thing. And this is why, you know, I'm sure some black people hate white people because of that shit. Because yeah. of that moron. Yeah, shut the fuck up. She's an idiot. She's a complete idiot, and she wasn't hot. No. No. <laughs> no. Like I said, she was delusional. And come Monday, she lost her job. And I'm just like, what do you have to gain by being a dick? That, that was just so uncalled for. It's like she was looking for a fight. How she was that? having a bad night anyway. Mm-hmm. How about, do you guys need any help? Yeah. How about that? Would you like to come in and wait for the truck driver? I mean, for all she knew, or the tow truck driver, for all she knew, they didn't live there. And they were just standing outside. I mean, I just, I don't get it. Um, obviously they weren't doing anything. I, why are some people just so hateful? 
Don't you wonder what happens to people like that once they get outed for being such a piece of shit for a person? Yes, I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's well, like, where are they now? <laughs> you don't want to be In famous for being an asshole. No, you well, don't. This segues me into what I want to talk about: the dangers of social media. And I had a personal experience where I did something I fully regret with social media. And not as much as I regret. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not sure what you were talking about. We don't have to get into it. But we're not getting into details it. details because we don't want anybody to dig. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been taken down. And so I, I just get into these moments where I just get lost in my limbic system. And your limbic system is where your amygdala is, your hypothalamus, everything to do with your emotional mind, your fight or flight. And it's just, I can't ever get stuck there. Yours encountered like a flamethrower, though. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what happened. Because usually one will call me and go, you're not going to believe what I did. And I'll be like, well, you know, I, mean, I can understand. I was like, are you, are you out of your fucking mind? What did you do that for? <laughs> she did not get the typical response. <laughs> so, I know. Kim has always been, has been a good friend of mine. And uh, so, and you're supportive, and I appreciate that. And, you know, I fucked up. Well, and you admitted you fucked up, and you fixed it. Yeah. That's what matters. So I did fix it immediately, and I'm just like, but why Why do we go there? And so I, I've learned through the very hard way that you know, as, as much as we can work on ourselves and understand who we are and you know the abuse that happened to us or whatever happened to us whenever, as a child, as an adult, parents leaving, staying, abusing you, whatever, whatever it is. Kevin, I know you, you know, your ACE score is zero. Great parents, loving, but you still have, you know, some story. You still have panic attacks. Absolutely. Anxiety, depression. Anxiety, depression. If you've ever observed me in my work environment, you've probably noticed I'm a little OCD as well. <laughs> well, you are an OCD. But, and I, but we like that about you. I need that <laughs> well, for you. It makes you a perfectionist. <laughs> because of you, I'm here. So, we... No matter what the circumstances, there's something there that's going to affect our mind and it's going to uh, magnify greatly if, if in our relationships. And so what I've learned, and I've, I've gone to Love Addiction. I went to Five Sisters Ranch in Northern California. I was gone for 12 days. I learned a lot about being a love addict. Love addict is very typical of someone who... You know, or abandoned by your parents or your dad or your mom. Different rejection. than a sex addict. It's different than a right. sex addict. I, I did have some sort of sex addiction, but that's come and gone. I'm a monogamous sex addict. I'm to say. so proud of you. Yeah, but sex addicts know no boundaries. You know, I clearly know the boundary. Like I said, I need to get the fuck out of my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I, I learned that in my relate in my life in my relationships i there are certain types of people i can't be with because it's toxic and it's a vicious cycle and it will continue to repeat until you fix it and it, and it's hard to fix someone who was left at a young age and they're still trying they still battle with it even though i'm a functioning mother great kids i take care of my business there's something deep down rooted in us that says you know you're better than this you know you are you have to love yourself so a love addict can't be with a love avoided and so if you're in a relationship with someone and you're a love addict and they're love avoided that means that's someone who who avoids intimacy for one reason or another real emotional intimacy real emotional intimacy so as much as you can love someone if one of you is a love addict and the other's a love avoided it's just not going to work and I had to, I had to, um, you know, come to grips with that. And so, unless you both work on it, one person can't just work on themselves, and no, the other person right. not. If if you're oil and water, even though as great as you can be as a couple, it, you both have to work on yourselves. Well, and when that one beast's 
beast raises its ugly head. You know, there's, I mean, it's just on. It's on, and it's and it's it's dangerous. Yeah, and it and and people can be affected gravely. So, and I don't want it to nip in a grave. So I have to make serious. <laughs> we don't want you to either. Yes, we don't. I have to make serious changes, and I'm all fun having a good time here. But you know, I leave here, and you know, I'm stuck with myself. And if your parents don't love you. Or they say they love you. Whatever. Um, you, you, these are things that we have to understand about ourselves. So not only do you have to understand about yourself, you have to understand the person that you're with. And can the relationship work if you are so opposite in your love languages or if you're so opposite in how you cope in a relationship? So that's, I, I just thought, oh, it's just me. I got to work on myself. I got to fix myself, you know, and then I'll be better. I could do that all day long. You're right. But every party in this equation has to do their part do their part it's an old saying wherever you go there you are right i say that all the time yeah and that god that was so true when i was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) i mean that never made more sense than when i was pregnant i'm like yes let's go to the beach i'm still pregnant (laughs) let's have a drink i'm still pregnant you know longest nine months of your life (laughs) when emma was born my third one I, we went to Javier's when she was three days old. I brought her to Javier's. Three days? Yeah. I'm such a bad mother. Okay, she's maybe four days. And she's and she didn't say a word. She's sitting in her Well, of course not. She's sitting in her not and people look at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, I had to get out. Pump and dump. <laughs> Did your breast milk ever come out green? I wouldn't know. I didn't okay. breastfeed. Note to self. If it, if it comes out green, do not let the child have it. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. Yeah, and that doesn't sound normal. No, I told him to makes... keep those Lele people away from me. I'm sorry, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> no, I breastfed all four, and they're still in the nipple. <laughs> Kidding, whether or not. <laughs> Little Richard. Did I tell you about his birthday card to me? I yeah. did, right? We talked about it. Yeah. yeah, he loves me. So cute. Happy fucking birthday. He loves his mama. Yeah, I know. He says, love your favorite. <laughs> Always. Because last year, he forgot to give me one. He comes home for Thanksgiving three weeks. Like, oh, here, mom. I go, you said you milked that. I didn't mm. get it. But I did. I'm like, really? <laughs> Don't you have to just lo- to remind your children? Don't forget. <laughs> and I'm People really- these days, I mean, younger generation are fucking terrible about mailing stuff. That's just. Oh, it's I know. Right. For so them. that's why yeah. I said, write it down. And text me a, a picture. No, process. you don't understand. Like- <laughs> My daughter has a college degree. And she said, I need to mail this. Can't remember what it was now. And I was like, you go to the post office and you get a stamp and you put the stamp on it. <laughs> she was like, well, where's a post office? <laughs> What's a post office? You get a book of stamps these days that'll last you for five years. Yeah, until so. Jesus comes again. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and I appreciate it. I think it is a way better way of doing things. But every now and then I'll get a handwritten note and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed when somebody does that. Yeah, people are always really appreciative when you take the time to write them an actual note. Definitely. So I know we're running out of time and, and I'm going to be much better. I'm going to not kill myself, A, and I'm going to be more positive on social media and I'm going to be a better person but before we end the show we had that pedosexual on last week and I just wanted to talk about that real fast because I I don't know if we get into a debate about whether a pedosexual is a sexuality or if it's something in the environment or but I just want to be very clear about how I feel I do not condone sexual any sexual relations whatsoever with a child if you're an adult oh my god absolutely not and so if that came across in any way no, no, no. That I, I may have felt that. 
that I felt empathy for a sexual being who couldn't have sex for a troubled soul for a troubled soul. And I can't imagine not having sex. But you know, you're a victim I, of abuse. I don't think anyone's going to think you were condoning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to be very clear. And and I was very grateful that he did have the courage to come on and talk because, I like you said, that, that. could have been a setup. It yeah. totally could have been. And I wasn't setting anyone up. I was. It was just pure curiosity what it's like to be in that mind. Absolutely. So if he's well, a, and he probably appreciated having a not hostile platform to talk about it. Yeah, and kind of get some things off his chest. Right. I mean, how often do you think he's offered that opportunity? Like, never? Never. And he probably doesn't even tell anyone he's a pedosexual. So, and I don't think I don't think it should be a part of the LGBTQT. No, I don't either. No, it's uh, that's Community. something different. I don't, I, that's I, borrowing I think, trouble. For I them, think you know? those people just want to identify with their own different sexuality and being different. But it's legal what they do. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But what this person, then why it has to be separate is because even though it's their own fucked up sexuality, I don't agree with it. But it is nonetheless yeah. something that needs to be. You know, identified, and he said, "Well, one day I don't really like labels or you know calling you know labeling something." I said, "But we have to start somewhere. We have to get an understanding, you know, a basis of what this is." And most we don't understand, and I don't want to understand um, the need to but want to be with a child. So that's where I stand with I, that. Yep, I agree. It was very fascinating, though. It was a fascinating conversation. And I'm very grateful that he came on, and I did get a lot of feedback on that. I did. And I do empathize with him. I mean, it has to I be do. a rough way to live. Well, just like you would anybody who had a mental illness, yeah. you know? I mean, you're going to feel bad for him. If, if it makes him a bad person, then that's unfortunate. But So you're calling it a mental illness. I'm calling it a sexuality. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's a little bit of both. It needs to be in its own category. It, it does. I think it's a little bit of both. It can't be part of the LGP. No. You know, well, I mean, just QIA, ABC. Yeah. <laughs> the whole alphabet's in there now. I know the whole alphabet's in there. Oh, my God. I just sang. Did you hear that? <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. And my goes, Mom, do you like my singing? I go, it's just like mine. She goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah, but you suck. I go, okay. And well, my kids tell me I'll whisper saying. That's why I answer it like that. Mm-hmm. Do you like my singing? It's just like mine. <laughs> I'm not saying you're terrible, but if you're saying I'm terrible, then I'm just saying it's just like mine. <laughs> I'm so sad pathetic. How much time do we have left, Kevin? We're about right at 30 minutes. So. Can I talk about the porn star real fast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm talking about this porn star. Her name is Stormy Rain. Daniels. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tasha Rank. Do you have you heard of her? No, I haven't. She. Um, but I'm kind of behind st- on my porn. <laughs> <laughs> I am up to date on it. Let me tell you. She is going around touring fraternities, talking to fraternity guys about no means no. Wow. <laughs> so she was on CNN last week, and I was watching it, and I was so I'm thinking. Her point of view is, well, they'll listen to me. And Kevin's like, yeah, they're looking at your tits. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just fascinated to be seeing a real porn star. In person. They're absorbing anything you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So she... Footnote. No means no, even from a porn star. That's what she's trying to convey here. Go home and tell your fathers. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Stop walking off to me. I I just, I found it fascinating. That's truly fascinating. It is fascinating. I mean, she's got some cojones if you think about it, you know? I know. Wouldn't you love to be- I would love to tour college campuses. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall the first time somebody made a contact on her behalf and called SMU? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. What's her name? Uh, Tasha Rain. Tasha Rain would like to come speak to your fraternities about- (laughs) Who's Tasha Rain? Think porn star. (laughs) I told you my story about- I was having dinner with a guy one night that I hadn't seen in a thousand years 
and I had hair extensions at the time because I was going through my divorce and all my or my divorce was just over and all my hair had fallen out and I literally looked like a scarecrow. I mean, like this side was like really short and the other side, so I had a head full of hair extensions. Right in the middle of Al Bernays, he goes, you look like Jenna Jameson. And it was like an EF Hutton <laughs> commercial. The entire restaurant goes silent just in time for me to go, who's Jenna Jameson? <laughs> and everybody in Al's around looked at me. I was like, that well, I can't remember who is Jenna Jameson. It's a porn She's star. Like the most famous oh. porn star ever. <laughs> I'm not up on my porn either. It's worth about a half a billion dollars, by the way. The only, oh, really? Yeah. The only porn yeah. I know is like Debbie Does Dallas. I mean, right. I'm really out of date of the my real porn. famous ones are in the brunt of jokes. One like, time, I remember Deep Throat. Right, exactly. <laughs> One time, Rich and I had rented a porn on Charter Cable, you know, and you and your ex husband? Yes. So with it, your children in the house. <laughs> Know, right, they were little. They didn't know. It was like a softcore porno. Though. So it's it's late at night, and it was digital. And Nobody yeah, died. When you'd be watching digital, and the squares would come up, you know, and you couldn't see in the picture anymore. Oh, yeah. hilarious! So I was like, well, fuck that. So I called the next morning. I thought I want my eleven dollars back. <laughs> <laughs> Richard goes, what kind of customer service is there? Because you did not the lady call in Holland them. Park wants her eleven bucks back. <laughs> you did not call them and ask for your eleven dollars back. <laughs> he goes, I go, I work for those people, Wanda. I take care of some of their. Remodeling shit, <laughs> and I go, oh, well, we could have eaten. I, all of we back. rented for it, and I, I wanted my money back because it went out. <laughs> oh On that God, note, that's hilarious. I want it means I am the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over Forty. Author of my book, Shelf Life of a Secret. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman, and don't forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. Thank you for listening, Kim. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Kevin, good to see you, honey. Thank you. Happy birthday. I hate thanks, the love. world today. You're so good to me, I know, but I can't change. Tried to tell you, but you look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath, innocent and sweet. Yesterday I cried. You must have been relieved to see 